This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. So why do seagulls live near the sea? Because if they live near the bay, they'd be bagels. Welcome to Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. So, spread your wings and get ready to fly on Wings and Things. Welcome to Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Barbara Heidenreich from Good Bird Inc. Robin Shawokas has the week off. This week, we get to meet Einstein, the talking African gray parrot from Texas. We'll be right back after these messages. Sitting on a branch overlooking the parking lot, the pigeons watched as a Mercedes pulled in below them. What do you think, one bird said to the other. Should we put a deposit on that car? Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. What if you could protect the life of your cat with something so simple and affordable that you already use every day? Get ready for the evolution of kitty litter. It's Pretty Litter. Along with all the features you've come to expect from your kitty litter, Pretty Litter's patented and scientific formula will also monitor your cat's health and detect illnesses early while providing industry-leading odor control. Two kitty litters, same cat, same price. But there's one important difference. Pretty Litter reacts to your cat's waste by detecting health issues simply by changing color. And the key is that Pretty Litter detects these issues before your cat shows symptoms of physical illness or pain, likely saving you major dollars in vet bills while protecting the health of your cat. What do you think, little guy? Ready to switch litter? Pretty Litter. Colorful insight into your cat's health. Go to prettylittercats.com forward slash cat 101 or use coupon code cat 101 to get 20% off your first subscription order. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back. Welcome back to Wings and Things on Pet Life Radio. Well, I was very fortunate this week because I got to meet an amazing parrot. I found Einstein on YouTube. I was actually looking at other videos and uh, happened to find one that said Talking Parrot. And I wasn't really expecting a whole lot because sometimes those uh, descriptions may be a little exaggerated as to what the parrots can actually do but boy when I clicked on this one I was pretty impressed Einstein was amazing this bird has a huge vocabulary excellent enunciation I could understand everything this bird was saying and and the cool thing was is that it said in the profile that this bird lived in Texas and being that I live in Texas I thought well maybe I can meet this bird so I sent uh, an email to the folks who um who have Einstein, and it turns out they were um, close enough that I could actually drive and go visit. So Jeff and Marcia were my hosts, and they allowed me to come interview them and meet Einstein. And um, what we did is Einstein has a tendency to not talk so much in front of people, but if you go in the other room and have a conversation, she'll start talking away. So that's what we did. We went into the living room, sat on the couch, 
had a conversation, set the mic up by Einstein and let her do her thing. So here's a little sample of what this Einstein can say. Look at the grackle. Look at the grackle. What's a squirrel? Who let the dog Who? What's a squirrel? Super. Sunny. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Monkey. Be quiet. What's a sail? Monkey. Good girl. Einstein. What's a turdy? What's a sail? What does it equal? Come here. Come see me. It's good. I think you can see why I was impressed with Einstein. So fortunately, uh, Jeff and Marsha were happy to talk about Einstein and how they came to acquire this parrot and why they got an African gray and how they taught Einstein to talk. So we uh, are going to take a little break right now. And after the break, we're going to meet Jeff and Marsha. Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations and treat bowls, cups and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back. Welcome back to Wings and Things with your host, Barbara Heidenreich from Good Bird, Inc. And Robin Shawokas is normally here, but she has the week off this week. So uh, as I mentioned, I had a chance to meet Jeff and Marsha, who own this fabulous parrot named Einstein. And I'm going to let you listen in on an interview we had at their house not too long ago. 
First of all, let's clarify, your Einstein is not the Einstein that was featured on Pet Star on Animal Planet, right? <laughs> no, Einstein is uh, our African Grey that we purchased from a breeder in Garland, Texas. And uh, 11 years ago, as a matter of fact, Sunday, June 15th is her hatch day. And uh, she'll be 11 years old, and I think the Pet Star one is older. But we named her Einstein simply because we thought it was a cool name. Yeah, we were naive, didn't know that there's already several hundred Einstein <laughs> African greys out there. We know at least four, at I At least think, four, but that's, yeah. we, we thought that was unique because they were smart birds, and now we know that was not a particularly original. Tell us a little bit about when you first discovered that Einstein would copy sounds or, or talk, um, because it, it's a kind of interesting story. She didn't really start as young as you might think she would. Yeah, she was only 17 months old when um, she started talking, and, and up to that point she was just making just the normal parrot sounds, and, and we were happy with that. We were like, okay, she may never talk, but my husband and I had been trying to get her to gobble like a turkey, and uh, we would go, Einstein, what's a turkey? And my husband would be the uh, model. model and go, gobble, gobble, gobble. Well, we were kind of getting bored with that, so... We were busy with Thanksgiving dinner, and all my family came, and we were gathered around the Thanksgiving table, and Einstein was in the kitchen, and um, there was just way too much good activity going on in the dining room, and my husband was, we were all, had our heads bowed for the Thanksgiving grace, and we were deep into saying prayer, and Einstein went, gobble, 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 and the whole room burst into laughter, and uh, we just said, well... Einstein, you're just wonderful, and she got tons of praise, and uh, from then on, it was just like the floodgates opened. Um, she started just saying everything we, we said, and uh, ever since then, she's just been like that. So. How many words do you think she knows now? We really haven't counted it recently. We gave Last up. time we really counted it, it was years and years ago when we were approaching 200, so we've just wagged that it's well over 300 now, but if we sat down and looked at the tapes we've done of her... I wouldn't be surprised if we're, we found about 500 words, honestly. It's, it's certainly over 300, but more than just the words, it's the phrases and the applicable use of phrases other than where she learned it, the intelligence that we see, and then the inflection in her voice when she changes her mood and attitude and shows it. She's reading our, our behavior, and then, you know, it'll be, there's a sexy hello, and there's a real goofy hello, and, and the I love yous have different inflections. and. They're very appropriate for the moment, and that's what's, aside from just the word count, it's the clear intelligence that they'll use the language reveal. Jeff, you had an interesting story to share about Einstein and open doors and the security alarm. I think one of the, we know that grays love electronic sounds. The microwave, when you head for the microwave, she knows that sound exactly to start, the cell phone, uh, but one of them was the the door, all of our doors uh, make a five beep tone when you open them, the burglar alarm telling you it's armed. So pretty soon she learned as soon as you started heading for the door, you'd hear the five beep, 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 beep. And then finally it got to the point I would say, I would be heading for the door and I'd stop and I'd say, Einstein, a little help. And then she would do the five beeps for me, beep, 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 beep. And then I went one step earlier than that. I said, Einstein, and then she finally, we kept backing up that she knew what I was going to do and would do the beep. And then we noticed that she not only knew that for the entry and exit doors, but she knew that for cabinet doors and any other kind of door that she saw. And then again, to show their intelligence, we were down at a lake house, and uh, 
she'd never seen a sliding door, but I went outside with the sliding glass door and she did the five beeps when she saw me go out the sliding glass door. So it's one of the many ways that we and probably most gray owners recognize these birds are intelligent. They understand the concept. It's not just mimicry. It's not just imitation and rote memorization. They understand very complex uh, concepts and it's, it's fascinating. In fact, you all were inspired by Alex the African gray. That's, that's how we were figuring out what kind of parrot to buy and uh, saw Alex on an ABC show on animal intelligence, hit the record button, showed my wife and said, that's the parrot for the household, that we've got to get one that can do some portion of those kind of things. And we certainly didn't have expectations and intent to train uh, as Irene had done with, uh, with Alex, but uh, we've hardly been disappointed with what what the, the intelligence that this animal and what we see many African greys have is we don't really th I don't believe she's particularly unique it's just this breed is a very intelligent breed. Tell me a little bit about the website and the YouTube site and I think you have a blog now too right? Yeah we, we may be overdoing it a bit <laughs> but <laughs> I started the website I would guess probably in 2001 um, just posting pictures and everything and then my uh, husband learned how to do videos and so we started adding the videos but uh, as time has grown um, it has grown and um, then just last year it's been about a year now I started putting some of the longer videos that we have on her uh, on YouTube and it has caused quite a bit of attention and um, and I think good attention too because it makes people realize that these are intelligent creatures and if you have one you really should maybe pay some attention to it and I think maybe some birds are getting more attention than they would have otherwise had you know I had not done that and um, and then the blog is just something fun we do um, it's just like um, a day in the life of Einstein and, and what we do and and there's stories on there about her road trip, and there'll be a, a special Hatch Day picture coming up this Sunday, and um, it's just little things that, as I think about, I, I put them on. And people ask me questions like, well, how do you get her to talk? Well, that's something I've been wanting to blog about for a long time, uh, but uh, and I'll get to it one of these days. But Well, you've also put on things that about, there are just so many sad cases of people that buy parrots on impulse buy they see a cool one and they go buy it so she's been real good about always having the caveats don't even think about this unless you're going to invest the time these are intelligent creatures that deserve interaction with people or other animals you don't just stick them in a cage and stare at them and hope for the best it's just we're just always sad by how many rescues there are for, for parrots. Yeah, I, I tell people would you get a child and stick it in the cage or in a closet and, and ignore it for the rest of its life and and that's what you're dealing with you're dealing with the intelligence of a two to five year old and you would not put your child in a cage and ignore it ignore, so yeah. why should you you know do a parrot and if we're home Einstein is out of her cage she's either on the perch um, with us in whatever room we're in we have a little roll around perch that she travels you know all around the house and um, also um, if she's outside um, she's not trained to fly back on command, and uh, I would never even trust her to fl fly back on command. I don't have the knowledge to train a bird like that, and so if she's outside, she's in a travel cage, and I want to stress that anybody that has a parrot of any kind, don't let them outside on a perch by themselves. Unless you do Barbara's 
free flight training. Unless <laughs> you do barber's training, exactly. What's something that Einstein's taught you? Oh, well, one thing she's taught me is about organic foods. <laughs> <laughs> we eat much better because of her, thank goodness. Of course, when we first got her 11 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of organic anything on the market. And that, of course, that industry has grown, which has been good. But we eat more beans and whole grains now because of her. We have a more fibrous diet. Um, and, and organic fruits and vegetables. I just truly believe they taste better. And if I'm buying them, she's getting them. So, um, you know. Well, it started the other way. They were bought for her because of all the threats and all we (laughs) learned about parrots may have allergies or or sensitivities to chemicals and fumes that we're not. And insecticides. You know, we were absurdly protective of the bird and bought all natural (laughs) things. And Marsha was cooking better for the bird for a long time than she was for me. You know, I'm I'm catching up, (laughs) but... Yeah, and I have been ridiculed often. I do cook for for Einstein. I, I make a big pot of bean and grain mash and and uh, then freeze it in little containers. and uh, So she, she does get her pellets, but I'd say 90% of her diet is is grains and well, 90, real food. That's true. It's what we she feeds her or prepares for her, but then at dinner she's sitting here on the perch, and we're sitting there, and, of course, she'll... She sees something on our place, and she what she does looks down and says, "Is that good?" <laughs> and then then she'll say she knows what done means, and so she'll try to convince us that she's eaten all of hers, and she'll say, "All done." Is that good? You know, and so so she's pretty attentive. As soon as there's something on our plate that's better than whatever's in the dish over there, we, we're hearing about it. So so most of the things Einstein says are more just entertaining herself. She's just having fun, or are some of these things on cue? Well, yeah. you should probably talk about how you've when a couple of things she said were absolutely taught and done, and then Marcia did a very good job of those. Like, what does E equal MC squared for Einstein? That was one. Oh, really? She and then yeah. who who let the dogs out? That was another that one. Today. These are all on the website. But, okay. but Marcia's whether it's a recommended, but it we we discovered or she discovered that if you put a lot of genuine human passion and excitement in it the bird is very interested maybe the silly human will dance around and get really excited <laughs> if i learn how to say that and that's how i observed so there was some times watching marcia teach the bird were way more entertaining than when einstein says who let the dogs out but go ahead I said many. I said many times that I should. I should film Marsha teaching Einstein yeah. some of these things. I, I get a little carried away when I teach Einstein. Like who let the dogs out? I'd get in the kitchen. I'd start dancing to the song and everything. That she enjoyed watching me, and so she thought, "Oh, I'll join in." And so you actually play the music? Just no, just I'm just singing. Oh, okay. It's just yeah. it's just me and and uh, just dancing around. And but because um, I read once that. That's what birds in the wild do. They they display for one another. And, um, you know, if one gets really excited, they'll just start doing all kinds of stuff and, and flapping their wings and displaying. So I thought, well, I'll just display for Einstein. And so I would, I would do that. And uh, uh, she seemed to enjoy it. She loves watching Dancing with the Stars, too. <laughs> she'll, she'll see a real... And it's almost like she knows what I'm going to do before I do it because I'll see something and, and I love costume design and that kind of thing. And I'll, I'll look on TV and I'll see this, you know, really nice costume and I'll almost go before I can get the word out myself. She's already going, 
wow. <laughs> you know? And and she knows when I'm winding up a telephone conversation, too, even before I say, okay, bye-bye. She'll do, okay, bye-bye. But the cutest thing beep. about that, and then be the cutest thing about that was the Victoria's Secret thing on TV. <laughs> We're talking about Einstein saying things before yeah. we even know. We've, we've been remiss in not writing some of the great moments of living with life with Einstein, but... The first time the Victoria's Secret fashion show was on TV, uh, I was watching it in the back room. Marsha was in the kitchen, and I was under the weather, so I needed something mindless to watch. (laughs) So we rolled Einstein out on this perch, and she was just a few feet away from the TV, and she was talking through the whole thing, which, of course, was of no problem. It didn't matter. There wasn't a lot to listen to on that show. She finally got quiet, and towards the end of the show, they have the finale where all the girls come out down the runway wearing their wings of lights and feathers and you know all these you know angel wing kinds of things and all every type of and marcia came out and said man look at those those are beautiful and einstein said pretty feathers (laughs) (laughs) and and after telling that story to people i I have we have a circle of friends who whenever they see a picture of a woman in lingerie they say pretty feathers (laughs) that's that's now the family phrase for women in lingerie and we've seen other instances where Einstein has watched TV. You know, I, I never knew whether they could recognize the imagery and comprehend it, but we've seen her uh, see police cars and do the siren before they did, uh, seen couples kissing on TV, and she'll make the kissing and say, give me a kiss and make a kissing noise. So it's clear that she recognizes some of the imagery, even on a two-dimensional screen, which I, I was of the conception they couldn't do that. But so it's... Give us the names of the websites and the uh, other internet sites where people can see Einstein in action. Oh, it's www.einsteinparrot.com, all one word. And uh, from there you can have, I have links to the YouTube videos and I have links to the blog. What's the best thing about having Einstein in your life? The companionship. Yeah. yeah it's, she's it's just, just the entertainment, just the regular uh, interaction, you know, weekly or monthly seeing her answer something, take a word or a phrase uh, that she knows from another thing and proving to us she understands the concept. And uh, some of them are earthy, and I'm probably best not. I'll tell you when you turn the recorder (laughs) off. But uh, um, just she is a solid entertainment and companionship. And uh, we, we conclude the evening by bringing her into the bedroom and letting her lie with us and watch a TV show before we put her in her cage for the night. And it's a She's our clock. She's very structured and a creature of habit, and you have to do everything by the order. She says, let's go take a shower when it's time for Marsha to take her shower at night, and got to clean when it's time to clean up the kitchen after dinner, and then take out the garbage when she sees the bags. And so, 10 o'clock, it's one a nut? Yeah, one a nut. <laughs> 10 o'clock That's at night, her nut time. time. So, uh, so it's a great source of entertainment companionship. It's been a real rewarding. It's an investment, but it's a very rewarding experience. Well, Jeff and Marcia, thank you for taking the time to answer questions about your adorable parrot, Einstein. Thank you. Our pleasure. Well, it's pretty obvious that Jeff and Marcia are very fond of Einstein, and certainly you all can see why they are. So thanks to Jeff and Marcia for allowing us to visit and meet Einstein. So on to the calendar. Uh, some upcoming events 
on the on the calendar. Um, on July 26th, there's a parrot behavior and training workshop in Cincinnati, Ohio, and this is hosted by the Greater Cincinnati Bird Club and Avian Education Rescue and Adoption Services. And that's a day-long seminar on how to train your parrot with positive reinforcement. On August 7th, there'll be a Solving Behavior Problems seminar in Austin, Texas at the Gallery of Pets. That's a shorter seminar, about two to three hours. Then August 11th through 14th is the uh, AAV conference. That's the Association of Avian Veterinarians, and that's going to be in Savannah, Georgia. Both Robin and myself will be at this event, and you can learn more about that at aav.org. September 27th, I'll be in Las Vegas teaching a parrot behavior and training workshop, and that's hosted by the Southern Nevada Parrot Education Rescue and Rehoming Society. And they have a website at lvbirdrescue.com, so you can check with them to get some details on that. And then October 3rd through 5th, uh, I will be at the Gabriel Foundation outside Denver, Colorado, and I'll be participating uh, in teaching a, a workshop on behavior and training for veterinary professionals. Susan Friedman will also be there, as well as uh, Jerry Labondi and Lori Hess, who are both veterinarians. And um, that one's catered towards the veterinary professional. October 11th, uh, Long Island Parrot Society is having their Parrot Expo from uh, 9 to 5, and Robin Shuokas will be there, and she'll be giving a presentation. November 8th and 9th here in Austin, Texas, we'll be hosting a Parrot Training and Enrichment Weekend. And we're really excited about this one because um, it's going to be a very focused event. We have a really nice venue, and uh, we hope to have a nice big crowd for that one. You can learn more about that at my website at goodbirdinc.com. Just click on the calendar section. You'll see this listed there, and you can click there for uh, information on how to register. And then on the calendar for 2009, we keep letting you know because we want to make sure you've got the dates saved. It's the Best Parrot Conference, and that's going to be held in Edison, New Jersey, and BEST stands for Behavior, Enrichment, Science, and Training. It's a very hands-on event, very different from other conferences you might have attended, and um, we're really excited about that one, and the website's going to be, uh, should be up and running right now, so you'll have to check that out. It's bestparrotconference.com. And speaking of websites, I'd also love for you to check out einsteinparrot.com. That's where you'll find all that information and the links to the YouTube video so you can see a little bit more of Einstein, that fabulous parrot we met today. You can also visit thealexfoundation.org to uh, learn a little bit about Alex, who was the inspiration for Jeff and Marsha when they were making their decision on purchasing a parrot. And uh, many people are familiar with Alex, but you can find a lot more information there. And of course, you're always welcome to come visit goodbirdinc.com and theleatherelves.com. Um, some articles about training your parrot to talk on cue can be found at goodbirdinc.com backslash digital media. And for my training tip of the week, I would like to talk a little bit about training parrots to talk. Now, often when I was doing bird shows, the question at the end of the day was, was uh, you know, does that bird talk? Will that bird say Polly want a cracker? And the reality is, is that, that you know, parrots do have the ability to copy sound, but not every single bird has the desire. And you can be the best bird trainer in the world, but there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to train that parrot to talk. So what you can do, though, is you can you can see if your bird has an inclination to copy sounds. As Jeff and Marsha explained, Einstein didn't really start making any particular sounds that they were trying to get her to copy until she was 17 months old. But, but if you start hearing something, you can do just like they did. Make a big old deal out of it. Really positively reinforce the heck out of your bird when, when your bird does make a sound that you like. And pretty soon what starts to happen is the bird figures out every time he makes that sound 
something good's going to happen. And um, pretty soon you'll find your bird saying more and more things, and then it's just a little more training to get it on cue. And you can find uh, more details on that in that article at goodbirding.com digital media. Well, I think we are about out of time this week. For our future topics, we've got a whole bunch more interviews on the horizon. Uh, Both Robin and I are traveling around quite a bit, and it gives us an opportunity to meet some really fabulous people who are involved in the parrot community, and we'd like to bring them to you here on Pet Life Radio. If you have suggestions or questions, feel free to contact us at robin at petliferadio.com and barbara at petliferadio.com. And, of course, if you would like a transcript of the show, please visit petliferadio.com. We'll see you next time. Join us every week on Wings and Things and get a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about pet birds and how to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com.